Welcome back to Payne's World, presented by PSPN. What a week we have had on the network. A lot has happened, a lot of uh, steps, a lot of uh, a lot of cool things that we're launching. If some of you didn't know already, we launched our official Facebook page. Uh, is uh, If you just want to look up, is PSPN Hub. It's the same exact uh, username as our Instagram. So PSPN Hub, if you want to go look there, we'll have some uh, exclusive posts and content that we'll be doing on there soon enough. Uh, we're just starting to build up our followers following and stuff on there we're doing the same thing that we usually do on the instagram as of right now you're giving you updates whenever episodes and stuff are rolling out and stuff but uh for instance new shows are coming out if you don't if you remember last week i mentioned that i had some announcements about some shows i am happy to announce that we are going to be tomorrow morning recording the new episode of the new season of our betting podcast which with a bit bit of a name change and i'll explain why and you know i'll be candid with you because frankly some i don't i don't know how to put this um so for some people that don't understand kind of my philosophy about how things are going if you didn't really get the gist of last week's episode is that we live in a constant world of look here, you know, look left, look right, do the Macarena, do everything but focus on what's in front of you. That's the world we live in. It's distract, distract, distract. And, you know, I, I won't try to, you know, hammer that nail in as much as I did last week. But it's true. And frankly, uh, even me not talking about it, even any form of entertainment, it is a distraction. Some good or so bad. The problem is, I don't come out to you and I don't tell you, you know, I'm, I don't come to you in a, a fancy suit and I say, oh, this, this is what happened in the world. This is what it means. This, that, and the other. I'm not a fake guy in a suit. Those are the people that are the bad distractions. That's basically what I was trying to say. But we, we live in these constant distractions. And I already lost train of thought of where I was going. But here's here's what I'm trying to, I think, get at. Was that some people want to tell you how to do certain things or want to want to do you know actually I'll tell you right now this is not at all where I originally thought I was going because I completely lost that train of thought I'll tell you <laughs> I just, I have no idea what I was literally about to tell you and I, I I promise you I got in a position I slumped down and and where I'm sitting and I was hunkered and ready to just nail an absolute absolute chicken alfredo of a point just a beautiful just 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 the, the sauce as just the temperature the 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 just the the texture of the chicken it was going to be so good but i forgot because i got distracted isn't that kind of the point though and this isn't even bullshit this is not like a bit this is not a, i i quite literally got distracted from the point i was going to make but uh i was talking about um our betting podcast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. come on pay you got a brain jesus fucking christ man but the betting podcast has changed its name and i think i wanted to say along the lines of um we live in a world of distractions, yes, absolutely, some good, some bad, some malicious, some, hey, just want to get you a break from all the crazy bullshit you're doing or help you possibly get through it as you're doing it. 
fuck, I, I, I know I need them. So, you know, it's it's good to know that I can be that for other people. So I like to think I'm a good distraction. But some people don't want you to accomplish the things that you personally want to do if it affects their status quo. And you could say that for a lot of things. The people who are already comfortable don't want anything to change because why would you you're comfortable you know if i'm if i'm comfy and i'm you know i'm watching tv i'm hanging out and someone just goes and you know starts messing with the ac like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa come on you know we're fine what was that well, what are you doing because yeah, it's a little cold is it I, I feel pretty good so you know let's not you know let's not rack up the bill here come on we're not you know come on um a lot of people don't want you to change things. Even if you go through the democratic process of voting for something, and if a majority wins a vote, some people quite literally just don't respect votes. And sadly, the people that don't respect votes are quite literally the people working on Capitol Hill all across the country in every state and every major city. There are people who look at what you want and not just what you want, what the people want, what the people decided. And you came together and you voted. Vast majority of you voted for this thing. And they said, ah, we looked at it and just... Don't think we could. I just don't don't think we can make it work. I just don't know. I just don't know. And you know, it 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 was a good idea, but you know, it's kind of like that kid that runs for middle school. You know, well, middle school office. You know, he's like, oh, we're you know we're gonna get recess every day for three hours. It's gonna be awesome. It's like it sounds good, but we just. We just can't do it because we, you know, we got to teach you stuff. We, you know, we have to tell you what you have. You know, we have to structure your life. And we don't think this works. And what the hell am I talking about? People in Louisiana came together and they voted unanimously to enact a simple, simple money-making campaign for the state of Louisiana to pass sports gambling, you know, at, you know, you can go to a fucking casino somewhere that's technically a boat, even though it's actually it's 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 a building, the building on the river. You can go there and you can place bets on sports. It's a simple thing. If I can go to the casino and just chill there all night, play some blackjack, get some drinks, have a good time. The normal thought kind of crosses your mind. Hey, you know, I already play fantasy football. I mean, I already, you know, me and my buddies, we already, gam it's basically gambling, you know, our entry fees for our leagues every year. And most of us already do gambling. Most of us already have a site. Most of us already have a guy that's either sketchy or non-sketchy, a guy that's going to screw you over or not. We all have that guy. If you're if you're in that degenerate mindset, we all have that guy that's gonna that you know gets a gives you a referral to you know I I know I got this I got this bookie he's he's really good 
He's really good. And then, you know, he just ends up not paying you whenever you go big. You go, oh, actually, hey, man, sorry, this month, I don't know. I don't know if I can, um, I don't know if I can get any payments uh, out this week. Uh, my girlfriend wanted to go to, uh, wanted to go there with Chris. I'm sorry, man. Oh, you're sorry? I'm sorry. Well, listen, 14 parlay hit, and I'm going to be sorry if you don't send that my way. And then, you know, I'm sure, you know. Fights happen, bones are broken. I'm sure people have even died over this. People are going to do it. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, people are going to do it. So if you think about it as a business, you go, all these people are doing this thing. Now, all these people are doing sports gambling. And I know I'm not, I, I know this is all disjointed and stuff. But if you just look at the numbers, and you look at the fact that states like Mississippi are getting away with so much money doing this, doing something people are already going to do, but you get to make money off of it, millions of dollars, and then put that into other things. Like you can put that into public education. You can put that into so many different infrastructure stuffs to better the state. Healthcare. Something, you. But the people of Louisiana come, and they vote unanimously to say, "Hey, we want this to happen." And then y'all look at the legislation, and y'all look at the proposals, and then for some reason, uh, uh, for some reason, I don't think the people are right. I think the people don't understand what th this is what you need. This is what you need. Listen, you already got fantasy football. That's fun. Yeah. And then come on, you can always you can always go to Mississippi. You can always come on. You do come on. Don't make us you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna lose your house. You're gonna lose your car. You're gonna ruin your family. You're gonna come on. Don't make me do this. Listen, go take a nap. This will be. This is the best for you, okay? Mom and Dad, we love you, but this is the best, okay? And that's bad. That's basically what these people do. These people in suits who go to these pretentious hearings. They, they they quite literally say the people that elected me to represent them don't know jack shit. They don't know. They sent me to basically work for them. But I'm not going to work for them. That's stupid. Can't make money working for people. No, I'm going to work you know, I'm going to work for these corporations. You know, these other guys in suits that pay for my suits. I'm going to work for them. And I'm going to be their lackey, their towel boy, their jock strap holder. And they're going to tell me how I'm going to vote and how I'm going to act. And I'm going to be a good boy. And then I'm going to get some, you know, some good season tickets, you know, to games. I'm going a, I'm to a be a, a name that will, you know, will be at the top of, you know, the list at the restaurants. I get the good view. You know, I, I get to run around and act like I'm a hot shot. But you're not a hot shot. 
you're a pretentious fool and a douchebag for lying, straight up lying and conniving against the people that you're supposed to serve. Whenever they tell you, quite literally, and this 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 even goes to a whole bunch of different stuff. This is this only I'm only talking about gambling right now because this resorts to uh, our gambling show and just my interests in general. But this goes towards so much stuff. We elect people to go all across the country, go to Washington, D.C., go to Capitol Hill in our states and to our nation's capital to fight for what we want. For what we want. We tell them, hey, this is what we want. I'm not investing in your ideas. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, you have these ideas and stuff. But, like, whenever we vote for something and it passes, do that and make it happen. Don't tell me, oh, well, you know, we just couldn't make it work. That's that's not how this, you know. You want to know why Rome fell? That is why Rome fell. Whenever politicians became, instead of servants of the people, they became the mouthpiece for the people. And instead of listening to the people, they just spoke for them. When when the little CNN, Fox News, little interviews with the fake backgrounds. You know those fake backgrounds where they say, oh, he's in San Francisco, and they show like the Golden Gate Bridge. He's like, he's not right. You know. And and he's saying what the American people want. He doesn't fucking know what the American people want. He doesn't live like the American people. He's got top-tier health care. He's got government-subsidized pay that the people pay for. Quite frankly, he can kind of just chill, say a couple of things, hang out, vote yes or no on the party lines, and kind of just coast to like a pretty decently subsidized career probably never he's done he'll join the board of some big companies you know you know if he's a good boy he'll be able to do that probably get some stuff you know some stock options and just kind of coast that's kind of the idea because if you're not you know presidential you're probably just going to coast you just want to coast you know we got all these guys that are like whenever you hear someone say they're a career politician you should turn around and run before the doors are locked (laughs) Like, you need to get out of there. So that's what this is. Uh, Gambling, sports gambling got passed in the state of Louisiana. And they quite literally uh, shut it down. And that was it. Just, you know, oh, you wanted this thing? Well, okay, well, bye-bye. So I, as a degenerate, and as someone who hosts a podcast about gambling and who hosts the best betting podcast in all of the greater Baton Rouge and, dare I say, state of Louisiana, whenever I hear this great things happen, finally, we, you know, people's voices have been saying this forever and now they're being heard. And finally, me and the boys can have a good week. And we go to the casino on a, on a Sunday, watch the games, you know, sprinkle some money, have a good time. Just hang out. Just hang out. Just hang out. And then it gets killed. So what, what do most people do? Most people don't even know it happened because of the distraction. Look left, right, down, you know, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Strike that pose. Hey, Macarena. And most of them don't even hear about it. It gets, you know... 
dragged onto a local news uh, article online. Uh, you know, if you're age 65 and older and watch the local news every night, you might have heard about it for a split second for like 30 seconds. It probably got a little spot. But if you're living day to day, if you're looking at, you know, uh, Trump's tweets and all that stuff, if you're, if you're looking at what the mainstream wants you to look at to distract you, you're not going to hear anything about quite literally your voice being muzzled by people that are profiting and living off of your assumed confidence. And I want you to think quite literally, and, and I'll just speak bluntly because the demographically, because I get to see the numbers for all these podcasts, I want you to see. Because most of the people that listen to this, mainly because Gary and the Dude LSU podcast and stuff like that, and, you know, whenever you're on the ground floor of building an empire, frankly, it's got to start somewhere. So most people are listening to this from the comfort of Louisiana, most likely from Baton Rouge. So I want you to think. I want you to think. How has life been in Baton Rouge the last five years? And how has it gotten better in the last five years? I want you to think about it. I want you to honestly think about it. I want you to think about, you know, the roads, the traffic. I want you to think about the crime. I want you to think about the, you know, the inequity of how people treat each other. The fact that there was a whole potentially, I mean, some could say racist coup of upper-class whites to literally secede secede from Baton Rouge and form their own city, their own parish, their own county, for people that don't know what a parish is. I want you to think, what has changed for the good in the last few years that you can think of? Because, you know, we're going into a whole new election cycle. We might have a new, whole fucking new president in the White House come to uh, next January. Sleepy Joe. Okay, Sleepy Joe's a bad guy. A bad guy. Okay. He's so sleepy, people. I want you to really think what these people have done for you to where you feel like your voice has been heard. Or that at least you feel like something's being done to increase the quality of your life. And I want you to understand that if they can't even pass something as simple as legislation to allow you to go from betting blackjack at La Berge, from betting at a casino, to just going in another room and betting on the Saints and maybe through sprinkling something on a parlay, if they can't figure that out, how do you expect anything to get better? Like quite literally, and I've taken amongst myself, because like I said, most people don't even really realize how most of this stuff happens. Most people don't even realize it happens at all. So I went and I found uh, the the state congressman and you know everyone that was responsible for the bill that got shut down and i emailed them and i got a email back uh from uh one of the media communication uh members for said uh person's team and they basically quite literally just told me bluntly that you know it got killed 
for, you know, just bias reasons. And that they couldn't, you know, quote unquote, figure it out. And that, you know, it was basically, you know, it, it went through the process. It went through the ringer, but it was never it was just doomed. Basically, it was doomed. And I was like, oh, fuck, it was do- OK, so when would when would the next opportunity for something like this to go up? And he said, well, the way the state system works is that we do financial you know legislation and we, we we do that kind of stuff every two years so let's say 2020 is one of those years you know that we will find out that you know we will figure out the financial semantics for these kinds of things you know this legislation's new stuff and then and then we literally you literally take a whole year break from the finances of legislation and the negotiations of that processes, you take a break from that for a year. And then come 2022, we'll pick it back up. And then, you know, we can present a new bill, but only then, because we can't do anything until then. Do you understand how idiotic that sounds? You have to, we only do financial legislation and we, we you know we, oh, our calculators just don't work uh for a year so we got to let it you know charge up until it's done we you know we can't pay anyone to get anything done we can't pay anyone to talk about this stuff we can only do those kinds of stuff for 2 years so the year that it got passed and it went through in the house and everything and it went through and it went through the ringer that was basically its only shot and, and or else you know it would be in limbo basically dead for 2 years until it can be picked up again how can you quite literally expect anything to happen when you can't even get something simple as that to happen something quite literally that would quite literally give the state any state hundreds of millions of dollars that you could use to invest in other outlets of your community. Uh, th- that bill planned on having a percentage of the revenue that would go to the state. That would go towards public education. And I, I hate to break it to you. And-, and probably where you live, if you live outside of Louisiana. I know this is a very local centric podcast today. And it's probably going to be one of the worst podcasts I put out in a while. But I just have to say it. I just have to get this off the uh, off my chest before we start working on what we're going to eventually achieve. I know it's disgruntled and it's all over the place and it's nowhere near the you know the deep sentimental format of like last week. But you cannot trust anything to change for the better if nothing as simple as this can be done. Public education is garbage. I had the absolute privilege of having a private school education in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And most kids don't. Most kids don't. And I got to piss away and mess around and just, you know, lollygag through basically what I should have appreciated as a top 5% education. And I just, I just, you know, stuck my thumb up my ass and I just hung out for all those years. Not even thinking about where I would have been or 
what could have happened or, you know, just where I would be mentally if I had to go through a public education system. And it's not to say that it's like going through hell or something like that. But whenever the state can't fund correctly, whenever the state can't find the right teachers and it can't if you can't properly get your young generation ready for whenever you throw them to the wolves whenever they turn 18, if you cannot get them prepared with all the tools come 18 years old, all your training is for a new generation of in-debt financial slaves. That's all your training. And quite frankly, some might say that's what they want. Notice how no one's going to go out of their way. You know, some politicians will say we have to cancel like student debt. They don't want to cancel student debt. How are they going to go on their golf trips? How are they going to go to their, their, you know, their stock meetings every quarter and be like, well, you know, stocks are up this month because we got we collected $30 million in, in back uh, debt funds from all these college schmucks that really thought that that uh, degree was going to work out. Those fools. Those fools. Really thought that theater degree was going to work out. Thanks for the thousands of dollars, bud. We appreciate it. Now, cheers. Now, bring in the lobster. Just imagine, imagine how the quality of your life has changed. And I would like to argue that it probably hasn't changed at all, and it might have gotten even worse. And it definitely got a lot worse once the world ended with this pandemic. Once the world ended with this pandemic, we've been all at the mercy of this system. And we're all finding out in very harsh ways that the system does not work. And when it does, it doesn't work for you. It works for them. It's the suits working for the suits. So, where am I getting with this? <laughs> we changed the name of the podcast, Bet the House. And quite literally, it's not a good name. It's just not a good name. You know, you know, I could come to you and be like, you know, hey, here's a pick. It's so good you could bet the house on it. I don't want you to bet your house on anything. If someone says you can bet your house on it, that dude's got a knife behind his back and he's ready just to just stab you in the back. I don't want you to lose your house. I want you to win and buy you a second house. Get you a vacation home. Go do this, that, and the other. But the connotation of the phrase, bet the house, whenever years from now, you know, we will be at the forefront of creating and getting legislation done in this state to make sure that the people's voices are heard and you can actually gamble and bet and play fantasy casino sports the way the people voted for. Whenever your voice can be heard in the simplest way, we will be at the forefront of that. And I know that at some point, if I had a podcast called Bet the House, 
that someone's going to say, oh, look at him. He's enabling bad gamblers because that's the whole point of this. We can't give you gambling because you don't know how to control yourself. You're going to go and you're going to get drunk and you're going to go and, and lose your house because you heard a good tip. On a, on a bet, or it's the big game, and you got to put some skin in the game, and you can't control yourself, you're right, you're right, we, we can't control ourselves, which is, you know, thank you for all the, uh, all the cigarettes you allow us to buy, thank you for that, thank you for all the alcohol you allow us to buy, thank you for all the cheap fast food you allow us to buy, because, you know, we can't control ourselves. That might be true. You very well might be right. The, the the psychological structure of humanity, and at least the American, might be on the incline of being obsessive and having a habitual uh, pattern of behavior. That might be true. Maybe we can't control ourselves from eating McDonald's every day. Just like you can't control yourselves from bending over to your corporate overlords every day. All of that might be true. I might be dumb. You might be a scumbag. Maybe we can coexist. But, oh, I can't, you know, I, I can't be trusted. I can't be trusted. You're right. Uh, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I should trust you. You're you're there. You're fighting a good fight. Thank you for all the things you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When we do get this passed, and people are able to have their voices heard, and the basic way of you vote for something, it gets done. You vote for something, it gets through. You vote for something, and your vote means something. At the core of that, this, if anything, this shows that your vote doesn't mean jack unless someone agrees with that. Unless someone in the next step of the process goes, you know what? I agree. We should do that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to agree to do that. Your job is to do it. Your job is, it's quite literally called a civil servant i'm not here to serve you i'm not here to serve you're here to serve us and you're gonna tell me what we can and can't have after you allowed us to vote for something so yeah when we get this through and people's voices are allowed to be heard we will use this as a platform to move forward and address other more Bigger picture things. Whenever the state of Louisiana has millions and millions of dollars and is not behind Mississippi, who quite literally in my lifetime just recently abolished slavery in their state constitution, whenever you're behind a state that just recently in my lifetime abolished slavery in their state constitution, whenever you're behind that kind of state, that really should say something about where you are, the state of your, just just everything that you're doing. That should say more than any of my disjointed, all-over-the-place words could really ever say. Is that if you're behind 
Mississippi. And honestly, no disrespect to Mississippi. I can't talk trash about Mississippi whenever we're behind Mississippi. So I can't talk trash to Mississippi. Good on y'all for at least listening to your people. Your people might be, you know, might be, might be a little kooky bird. But at least you listen to them. At least it seems like it. Seems like you voted for something and y'all got it to work and now you're making, raking in a bunch of money. Seems to have worked, yeah. So if we're behind that state, can you really expect anything to get vastly better? So yeah, we're going to make sure along the lines that your voices are heard. And whenever this goes through, they're not going to have anything to push back on. Because they're going to, you know, probably throw me in the mud. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to find ways to throw people's, you know, names in the dirt. They're going to try to, you know, they're going to do all these scare tactics. They're going to try to bully you into just, you know, just, you know, conforming to the status quo. Wasn't life so comfy? Don't you want to be comfy? Come on. Come on. Here's a blanket. Come on. I'll put on the fan. I'll turn on the AC. Don't you want to be comfy? They don't, you know, you did, we don't want to change anything. Whenever people's voices are heard, they won't have anything to go back on. So, with that being said, the episode going up tomorrow uh, of our new betting show, excuse me, our new betting show is going to be called Beat the House. Uh, potentially with a, a sponsor uh, later to be announced, but it's going to be called Beat the House because that is the whole objective of the show. It's not to bet the house. We don't want you to bet your house. Do not want you to bet your house. We do want you to be confident in the fact that we have made our listeners money. If you followed our picks last year during the NFL and college football season, there is no doubt at all that you made money. And you probably, you know, had a good weekend on our account. And we plan on doing the same thing as sports ramp back up this week. Thank God. Thank God. And we want you to beat the house. Quite simply, beat the house. We don't want you to think that the house always wins. The house always wins. Like if someone told you, that the house always wins. You know, you go to Vegas, you go, man, tough break. House always wins. House always wins. If someone tells you that house always wins, and then they tell you what kind of picks you should put out, if they tell you, hey, no matter how much you try, you're going to lose, but I have the blueprint to win, even though no matter how hard you try, you're going to lose. Remember that. You're going to lose. So, why would you try when you're going to lose? But I have the way. I'm going to show you, my child. Take my hand. Imagine like, if you're at a bar. And, 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 and you're a, a lovely young woman. And a guy comes up to you. And he introduces himself by telling you that his penis does not work. Incapable of being hard, literally just a little gummy worm in shorts. Does nothing, 
you know, barely gets pee out, just doesn't work. Does not work. You will not be enjoying a successful genitalia tonight. That will not be on tonight's menu. And then he spends the next 45 minutes telling you why you should come home with him. Don't you think you're going to be like, well, hey, didn't didn't you say that? You you said your dick didn't. You said that didn't work, right? No, 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 no. This is, I, I get, I get, I get. Like you have like a wall in your apartment that's like, you know, a, basically wallpaper of a whole bunch of beer cases. I get that. That's really hot. It's really hot. I am a fucking water fountain ready to go right now hearing about your wall of beer cases taped onto the wall. I am so ready to go. But did you just say that your penis didn't work? Because uh yeah, yeah, no, it it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um but listen, we got this uh chocolate lab. He's really cute. We call him Coop. You wanna go meet Coop? My penis doesn't work. You wanna go meet Coop? She goes, ah just I, I, I think I think I'm gonna go. I don't. I don't think this is really worth my time. So if anyone ever comes to you and tells you this is, you know, obviously a hypothetical situation. Everyone ever tells you something along the lines of the house always wins, and then tells you how to, let's say, bet. If someone tells you this is how you should bet. How you should bet, but then also tell you that the house always wins. You need. You need to stop, take three steps back, and then call 911 and run. That's what you need to do. (laughs) If someone tells you, hey man, listen, you're going to lose no matter what you do. Someone tell you what to do. It's like, what? Excuse me? You're going to do what now? I don't think so. I don't like any of that at all. So yeah. I think it took me about almost 40 minutes to basically explain to you why it's going to be called and beat the house now. Um, but that's basically, that. that is that is it. Uh, very, very excited for the podcast. It's going to be hosted by me, uh, Chris, and Gary from Gary and the Dude. And I think tomorrow for the baseball episode we are going to have Dwayne from talking nice on it also uh it's just i mean having knowing that this weekend i'm going to be able to watch a sport i don't even i don't even know how to feel about that like sentiment that like i'm going to be able to sit down and know that a sport's about to be played and i can just enjoy myself that seems like a lifetime ago it literally feels like a lifetime ago that like actual sports, like I've had to be subjected to like Russian ping pong and all these like insane sports that I've had to unironically just watch just to feel alive. But now we have actual sports coming back. And it's fantastic. So we're going to have that up. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, about, you know, futures and all our picks and stuff. Uh, very exciting. 
about that. We're going to be doing some uh, live streams, videos, and stuff like that. You know, we're going to have some challenges and stuff uh, regarding to our bet, especially come football time. It is just, it is just, it seems like we're getting slightly back to normal, even though it's, once again, it's all a distraction. It is all a distraction because things are, this seems like we're going to be on this ride for a while. Seems like we're going to be on this ride for a while. And like I said, there's good distractions and there's dangerous distractions. And I think right now, uh, watching baseball might be the best distraction we could have. It's a game that lasts 10 hours. It takes 20 minutes per pitch. It's the longest, most drawn-out sport ever. There's not going to be any fans there, as you know, there barely were fans there in the first place. And you just get to watch grown men stand on grass and occasionally hit or catch a ball. And it might be the most thrilling, thrilling thing you've ever done in your life. Because it feels like, quite literally, you've been in like a different body this whole time. And you've just been experiencing this weird, like, other timeline of events. To where, like, baseball coming back used to be just like a thing. Like, okay, it's springtime, you know, you know, this, that, and the other. And then baseball starts. And then they're going to play 162 games. And then... And then the playoffs come, and then that's really when you should care about baseball. Like that's re- like like if you're like there on like game twenty two, and you're at the edge of your seat, like hats off to you. Like literally, like Derek Jeter, tip of the cap to you that you could you could be that invested in there. If it wasn't for the world ending, if this was just a normal year, I would I could I could and would not watch baseball until the fall. Until the postseason rolled around, then I'll watch every game possible. You know, I'll I'll keep up to date with the stats and everything, this, that, and the other. But I, you cannot ask me to watch a Padres game on a random Tuesday night, whenever it's the second game in a three-game series on the road against the Cardinals. I could, I, I just could not give less of a damn. I could not. I give zero dams, in fact. Zero dams on that. But come postseason time, you have my attention. But now, it's almost as if this is like, game. every game's going to be like Game 7 of the World Series. Like, it just means so much more now. Just because we just need something. A good distraction. Something that we can at least watch. And then be like, all right, things are still shitty. We know things are still shitty. But, you know, that dude just yacked the shit out of that ball for about 420 feet. And it was fantastic. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. They've shown pictures of them having fan cutouts in the stands for baseball games. Like the New York Mets are putting cutouts of pictures of like fans and I assume season ticket holders and I'm just wondering like if you just have wood cutouts in the seats can you imagine the absolutely terrifying video of when someone fouls off a ball 
and it goes into the stands and just clears off the head of a grandma. Like, her cutout just explodes. Like, did anyone not think that through? Like, oh, oh, yep, and Esther just died. Up, oh, uh, top of the count, up, oh, tips it off, up, oh, and Esther's dead. She just exploded. Wood chips everywhere. And no one's reacting. All the other cutouts are just like high intense excitement. Just, yeah, for some reason we love the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> I, that might be my favorite thing in the world. That might be my favorite thing in the world. And it, I can't, couldn't even imagine being a player going into a stadium in the middle of a pandemic. And you look out into the stands. You don't hear crowd noise. It's almost like you're you're like back in like elementary baseball, like coach's pitch or something like that, and it's just bare minimum noise, and like or like you're just at practice, and like you hear every word that everyone's saying, and you look out into the stands, and you just see cutouts of fake people. I wouldn't even know what to do. That sounds like a fever dream. That sounds like a nightmare. You just go out and and like you watch yourself fall off the ball and you kill Esther's cutout. It's got to be so weird. But that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do, sadly. But it, I'm, I'm very excited to actually care about regular season baseball. As hard as it seemed to be in the past, it does not seem hard at all. I can tell you that. Hard at all. I'll say this again, and you know I said it at the top of the show, and I emphasized on it last week. Definitely talked about everything better last week. That we just uh, we need good distractions. You know these dangerous distractions of you know look at what Trump tweeted, but nothing is going to get done because look at Trump, he's so mean and uh. He, you know, he called, you know, Elizabeth Warren a Native American objectively hilarious. Yes, I know, but it did gets nothing done. It's nothing done. You know, oh, he went on a, a Fox News and did an interview where nothing got done, and he just argued with Chris Wallace, who told him facts and, and basically told him he was faking news to his face. Oh, and nothing got done from that interview? I am shocked that no substance was obtained from an interview like that. Those are the bad distractions. We need these kinds of good distractions back. And as it kind of seems that football is just, I don't know. I, it's, we went from we need football, we need football, we need football to like there's going to be no training camp. There's going to be no preseason really at all. I don't know how you can even put in any of that kind of effort to execute a game plan strategy, especially with new acquisitions and a whole new team. Like, people who listen know that I am a Tom Brady guy. I am a TB12 stan. I've been to Foxborough. I've been to a Patriots game. Tom is my guy. He's been my guy basically my entire life that I can remember watching football. He has been my favorite player. And then Tom goes and makes this historic move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then suddenly, 
it seems like oh this new this new thing's gonna happen. You know, Tom's gonna be hanging out with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Bruce Arians. It's gonna be awesome. And then the world ends. Oh, but he's gonna come to the NFC NFC South, and he's gonna be closer geographically to where I live, and I'm gonna be able to see him in the Superdome, an hour away from where I live playing against the Saints. He's going to play against them at least twice in a season. What the fuck? It's amazing. It's a godsend. It's going to look fucking weird seeing him in red with that stupid Buccaneers flag on his helmet. But it was like all my worlds colliding, the Saints and Tom, and it was all just going to be prepared for just a full year of just insanity there was a time and and (laughs) this is ridiculous that i even thought this was gonna happen there was a time at the early stages of the pandemic where i was camping out online ready to buy season tickets for the tampa bay buccaneers just so i could go and see two games I could could go see them, you know, whenever, just throughout the season. Go see, like, two games in Tampa. uh, See Tom in New Orleans, so I'll probably get to see him three times. And then sell the rest of the tickets, you know, for the hype money. Because those, you know, those prices would skyrocket for really any game. Because it's it's just a hype. Um, I was, like, ready. I was camping out. I was, like, waiting for it. I was nervous. I was, like, people are going to fight me for it. You know, I'm going to be in a big waiting queue whenever they release the tickets. And then the day came, and they kind of, I mean, they kind of sold, but they didn't. And I'm, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this is going to work out. I just don't think. This is going to work out. And uh, lo and behold, you know, SoFi Stadium, all of them are saying, we don't expect to have fans this year, or, or if any limited, you know, capacity. So fuck did I dodge a bullet there. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I dodged all the bullets. All the bullets. But it is so funny to me that the year that my, like, football world collides, the same year that, you know, LSU wins a national championship with the greatest team in college history, that's in that same calendar year, I was going to be able to watch Drew Brees and Tom Brady battle it out twice in the regular season divisional games and then go and see, you know, just go and see Tom Moore. And that seemed like such a simple, like, hopeful way of thinking back then. And now, like, somebody texted me in a group text being like, oh, there's no preseason. So I guess, so, so when are we drafting for fantasy football? Fantasy football? Who's had time to think about fantasy football? Like, <laughs> like I, I mentioned this before. Like, someone came to me and said, 
okay, so you got the first pick in, in your fantasy draft. Who do you pick? Go. I'm like, what? He goes, you know, who are you going to pick in the draft? You got the first pick. I go, I, 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 I haven't thought about any of that. I, and like this is something that I I would be religious about. I would be doing you know draft simulations and all this stuff, and I would have my own simulators, and I would be preparing every year religiously for the whole month leading to our draft, like a crack addict, just hunched over, just trying to figure out what would be the perfect draft strategy. And now I can't even think about fantasy football. I just can't. I don't know. I, I, it's just, I think hopefully sooner than later I'll be there. But, like, at least give me a go-ahead that, like, we're even going to play the real sport before I start talking and thinking about fantasy sports. Before we start being like, oh, who am I going to draft in the third round? How about you tell me there's going to be a third game this season, you know? Let, let me let me hear about that. And and you know that's been my week. Nothing really crazy has been been uh, going on, and uh, that's basically it. That is basically it. I had, and I'll be honest with you, I had a whole show prepared for you. I really did. I, I have a whole list here of uh, stuff and topics I was going to talk about. But instead, I blacked out for like forty minutes. Like, like I, like literally, I blacked out for forty minutes. I don't even know what I said earlier. I really don't know what I said earlier. But I think what I said, I probably said like a bajillion times. Like a, but at least, at least a bajillion. At least a bajillion. So yeah, yeah. That that that's basically if if my head this episode basically is the status of the world right now. It's all over the place. It can't think straight. It's sleep deprived. <laughs> it just went to a KFC combo Taco Bell, and you know I had to remember those things still exist. A KFC Taco Bell or like or the like the the, the Taco Bell Pizza Huts. Does anyone remember those? Like the Taco Bell Pizza Huts? Like, can I get a pepperoni pizza? And a Frito burrito? What a world that was. I pulled up to a Taco Bell KFC today. Ready to get transport. I said, please. I said, please take me away from this world. (laughs) Please transport me to some past timeline where this was a normal thing a kfc taco bell colonel sanders and the and the taco bell chihuahua just mad chilling bring me back to those simpler times and i roll up and i was just like i it didn't even make sense i was like first time i was in this area i was like none of this stuff makes sense and i i, I put in my order and then then they give me two of my order. I pay for one of them, and they give me two of them. Like, what the hell is happening? Then I took a bite of it, and then I think today, 
I finally realized that KFC is dog shit. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever, like, I, I rolled up fully prepared to get some kind of shitty, like, uh, burrito from Taco Bell just to eat. And then I'll go, you know, I'll go back to where I was and I'll probably shit myself out of control, you know, 30 minutes later. And then 45 minutes later after that, and then an hour after that, I was fully prepared to do that. Then I saw, oh, they had a chicken sandwich or something. Let's try out the chicken sandwich. And I, I don't know what the colonel has done. I don't know how the colonel got famous. But if KFC is what Kentucky is known for, they gotta go back to like doing like meth and fucking cousins again or something because this chicken ain't it. This chicken ain't it. Like I'm from the South South. Like Kentucky, you're like you're like the Ohio of the South. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the Ohio Ohio might call itself like I don't even know what Ohio calls it. So you call it the East. Or, like, do you call it the Midwest? Because, like, what are you? If you're in Kentucky, you're in, like, the north of the south. Like, you're in that weird area where, like, even, like, South Carolina, like, I kind of feel like you're barely in. But then whenever people throw in North Carolina in the south, that's where I go, no. No, sir. That's ACC country. This ain't SEC, baby. Once you get out of the SEC lines, you're out of the South. Okay? So I don't know what you're doing up there in Kentucky. I don't know. First of all, the fact that you were given an old white man, the colonel, you're given this guy the go-ahead to lead the charge on what your fried chicken is going to be? No fucking shit it's going to be terrible. Are you kidding me? Of course it's going to be trash. The colonel. The fuck does he know about seasoning? I went and ate the driest, most blandest popcorn chicken today. I ate KFC popcorn chicken, and I thought, wow, what a privilege it would have been to eat Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. What a privilege it would have been to eat the dog meat that is in the burrito of Taco Bell. What a privilege it would have been. I would have much rather eaten that than your shitty, dry, white man-made fried chicken. I don't understand how you even got big in the first place. If that's what you're dishing, I have never had a good experience at KFC. Never had good chicken. I go to a Popeye's, mmm, them biscuits. I go to a church's chicken, mmm, them biscuits. I go to a KFC, well, we got a, we got a sandwich that's a chicken patty. It's like a filet uh, patty that we put in the middle of two glazed donuts. <laughs> it's pretty good. We put it on, and then we put it on, and you give it to you, and you bite into it. And then, and then uh, 30 minutes after you eat the donut sandwich, the government comes and takes you away and puts you in a lab. And they ask you, why did you think this was a good idea? Why would you think that I'm going to get a glazed donut chicken sandwich? And why do you think that that was what was right, the right choice for you? Do you know what? We probably shouldn't give you sports gambling because you can't control yourself. <laughs>
Ah, full circle. Full circle. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how the kid does it. But, um, yeah, fuck KFC. I'd, I'm done. The, the KFC's canceled. You know, the fact that we're going through this whole exodus of, you know, Aunt Jemima, you know, Uncle Ben's, the, the Land of Lakes lady. We're tearing down statues. We're rewriting history. Can we get rid of the colonel? Can we get rid of that bum-ass chicken? Please. I don't want to see commercials of Jim Gaffigan and, and, and all these schmucks on TV. I'm, I'm a colonel. I'm a colonel. Here's my shit chicken. You want my shit chicken? I don't want any of it. Cancel them. Please. If there's any time to just cancel someone for being white and a white man of power, get rid of the white man of power that's giving you fried chicken because it's not good fried chicken. Eating KFC as a minority, you should be able to sue them for a hate crime. That is how bad their chicken is. You should be able to say, this is assault. Someone in your kitchen had to have done something to this as an attack towards me. There's no way that your chicken is this just naturally garbage. Oh, it is. Well, then I'm. This, this is this is a, this is a health hazard, sir. This is a. I have to go to. I have to now order off of your Taco Bell menu to cleanse my palate. That is where we're at. I have to order off your Taco Bell menu to cleanse my palate. Thank you, Colonel. No, sir. Not my fried chicken. Not at all. With that being said, I want to thank you for coming out the pains world this week. Um, we'll be back next week with a more coherent, more cohesive episode. Um, once again, like I said earlier, I don't know really what I said for about 45 minutes. Uh, sometimes it's a race at the clock to get to an hour. Sometimes, quite literally, it's 2 in the morning and I don't know how to think. And my brain just shuts down. Regardless, I want to thank you for coming. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. I love you. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to all our feeds. Make sure to go to our Facebook page at PSPN Hub and join and like and follow those pages on Instagram and Facebook to get up to date with all of our new content and all of our announcements coming up soon. Like I said, Bet the House is dead. Bye-bye. Beat the House is in. Oh, hello. And with that being said, I want to thank you for coming out. And until then, I'll see your face. I love you. <laughs> God.